Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hey y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. You guys know I love having people from The Bachelor on this show, and today is no exception. Super, super excited to welcome the beautiful and amazing Kelly Jo Higgins, formerly Kaharski. <laughs> Hi Kelly, welcome to the show. Well, I'll have you intro me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. And you are here from a far away in Canada. Yes, in Calgary. I have never been to Calgary. I've heard it's absolutely beautiful. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, it's up north and it is, I'm from Chicago originally, so it has that kind of Midwest feel, but with mountains surrounding it. So it's very, um, everyone's down to earth, um, a little bit of a Western twist because of course we're known for the Calgary Stampede. Um, it's a big oil industry. That's what my husband works in. So um, we've been here for almost, I think 12 years now, 13 years. Oh my gosh, time flies. Wow. Um, but yeah. yeah, so it's um, it's one of those towns where it's cold as cold can be, but the sun is out a ton because it's a mountain town. So it's tolerable when it is like the Arctic. <laughs> right. Well, and if you're from Chicago, oh my God. I mean, there's nothing like a Chicago wind. It just cuts right through you. Yeah. It freezes your boogers. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, I should have mentioned that you are from Bob Guinea season, season four of The Bachelor. So we've got an OG in the house and I'm so excited to talk all about Spill some tea. I'm oh, glad you said OG and not an oldie, but I am. So. Never, never. Because I consider myself an OG as well because I've been, you know, watching since season one. So nothing wrong with an OG. Happy to okay, have one in the good. House. Well, I mean, we're probably <laughs> part of a small population that knows about VHSs that watch the show now. So That's I right. think that makes us special. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm, I'm fine dating myself because we don't look our age. So we will just embrace that it. That is right? right. I love it. <laughs> so you mentioned you grew up in Chicago. Do you have a big family? Can you tell us a little bit about your childhood? Yeah, so I don't have a huge family. It's um, I grew up with um, just my sister, who's three years older than me, um, my mom and my dad. And my dad, unfortunately, passed away when I was 18. Um, so just a whirlwind of not only loss, but then moving all over the world. And it was kind of part like around The Bachelor when my life kind of shifted too, which was fun. So um, I met my now husband right before I did the show. And um, so he was a little bit oh. of one of those like, well, if this doesn't work out, at least I can call I can call him when I'm done. So it's actually a cool story. And then, um, yeah, it took us to Europe and now obviously here in um, Canada, which is not my childhood. That was like a full, fast and focused yeah, my childhood was great. Chicago was awesome. I grew up, um, my dad worked at Wrigley Field, so I'm a huge Cubs fan and love Very the city. Cool. Um, I get to go back soon because my best friend's getting married. It's actually where a lot of when, because obviously when we did the show, Instagram and Facebook was not big. There was just an ABC blog. And it's actually where we did like a lot of our appearances and a lot of um, the press too. So that's kind of where... A lot of my Bachelor stuff was post-show. Like, I threw out the first pitch at a Cubs game. Yeah, it would have been wild if social media was around when um, I did the show. But, like, really, <laughs> like, when you say childhood, I was 22, turned 23 when I did the show. So I still feel like I was a child when I did it. Baby. <laughs> and yeah. I was a baby. Definitely. 
what were you interested in when you were like in, you know, middle school, high school? Like, were you boy crazy? What kind of hobbies did you have? You know what? Of course I had, you know, the crushes and a little boy crazy just as any, you know, teenager, but I was really focused in volleyball, even though I'm five foot nothing. I got into a club and was able to play at a collegiate level for a scholarship, which was great. So I was, my parents were smart. They kept me busy, which kept me out of trouble. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to do with my teenagers now. (laughs) Yes, that is key. I know. (laughs) Seriously, it's very full circle. Mine are six and nine. So I'm definitely, you know, now that we're kind of coming out of the pandemic, they're getting their shots, you know, our shots, vaccines. (laughs) They're not dogs. They're not pets. They are, they're going to get into sports and then I want to get them, you know, really dizzy so they can't get into trouble. So how did you find The Bachelor? What kind of got you on the show? So I was in Kalamazoo, Michigan at the time getting my master's degree. So I went to Western Michigan on a volleyball scholarship. And then I stayed once I graduated and got my master's right away in marketing and sports management. So I was getting my master's degree and my sister was watching these reality shows. And I never, I was just too busy. I didn't watch a lot of television. So she was like, there's these reality shows. Cause it was right when these shows kind of came on the scene and she was watching, I think amazing race and maybe big brother. I can't remember and survivor. And then she's like, there's this one where people date the same guy. And I was like, <laughs> what? And I was dating a lot of people at the time. And she was like, Kelly, you would be hilarious on this show. And I was like, no chance. Like I'm too competitive. This is nuts. It sounds just out of this world and you get roses handed out. I'm like, that just sounds terrible. And so not me. I I just was like, oh gosh, no. And then she finished watching Trista's show. This was the one. And then she Mm -hmm. was like, they just posted that there's this casting. You have to, you have to go on. And I'm like, no way. So I didn't mean months went by. And then I had gone home for Mother's Day weekend. And of course we got into the drinks and she's like, we are doing this. And it was an old <laughs> dial-up that we had to get on the internet for. No joke. Oh my we went gosh. to ABC's website and the casting. And we filled out this form. And we were so offsides, Like terrible stuff. Talking about like my post-relationships. Talking about sexual stuff. I mean, stuff that any producer would be like, <laughs> we need to call her tomorrow. So yeah, what happens yeah, with yeah. a couple drinks Smart. and my sister and I. So sure enough submitted that and I'm telling you like she took you can't even screenshot anymore like it was these like old pictures because they wanted pictures of us and it it was terrible I don't even know how they chose me other than maybe just the funny responses and then sure enough I got a phone call and it was a producer saying that they wanted a video and I was like how am I supposed to do a video I don't have a video camera I don't have a camera that records nothing So we went to my old volleyball coach who had an old school, big video camera. This, this is where we're dating ourselves. And I had this old VHS tape of, I think me as a kid doing gymnastics. So we recorded over that and these questions were off the top. It was like, when was your first dating experience? Have you ever thought about dating someone older? All of this. And, you know, I was like, I don't care as long as I'm able to, you know, have some fun, even if I'm 70. (laughs) Anyway, long story short, we submitted it and the producers called and they're like, um, we only see a kid doing gymnastics. Is that you? So I was like, no, I'm going to have to probably fast forward it to the part where there is a 
the interview and then they called me back and they were dying because of course I was having wine with my roommate who filmed it and we didn't have a tripod. So <laughs> she, oh I was like gosh. full on glammed up from here up. And then I was in my PJ pants on the bottom and they're like, we of have course. to use this footage. It is so funny. And halfway through I did like probably a response about probably making out or doing something naughty with my future 70 year old husband. I don't know why I kept talking about old guys. And sure enough, um, she was giggling. So the camera dropped and uh, it just, no editing back then, nothing. I can't even imagine what they had to go through to kind of cast all of us. But anyway, I got the phone call, flew out to LA and um, did another pre-interview and everybody, we didn't know this, but most of the girls on our season knew that it was Bob and I had no idea. There was about five of us that got left out. Probably because I was pretty transparent that I had never watched the show, so it wouldn't have mattered who it was. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, that was it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That is hysterical. I love that. That's so just, like, real and raw. Like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Like, I love that. That's That's pretty much who I am. That's probably why another part of me getting casted because it's just you get me. (laughs) I'm hard to edit. Which they love, right? They love that. So my question was, though, did you have a roster when you were that age? Like, I'm a dating coach, so I always, like, refer to, you know, like, a roster, I mean, like, a roster of men that you were dating, like, several different people. Hence why my sister's like, okay, you need to calm down. Let's uh, let's maybe put you <laughs> on a dating show. But, this, like I said okay. earlier, right before I left for casting or for um, the show, so they cast me everything I knew. In comes my now husband, who was best friends with my roommate's boyfriend at the time, if that makes sense. Okay. And I was like, is this a sign that I shouldn't go on the show? This guy's awesome. He's super nice. I was like, oh, yes, this is happening. Should I not go on the show? And I called my mom and she's like, are you nuts? You are too young. Go and have fun on this opportunity. He's a hockey player. Good for if her. it's if it's meant to be, your worlds will come together again. And sure enough, yes. they did. So <laughs> Yes. Yes. I love that. Well, I mean, when you're in your twenties, you know, you really shouldn't get serious until later because yeah. you're still figuring out yourself and you know, he's still growing and figuring out himself. And it just it doesn't make any sense to, you know, be serious that young. So I'm so glad your mom said that. Yeah. Kudos to her. And also we kind of know we're gonna talk about kind of your path and what happened, but could you imagine if you did become the bachelorette, you probably would not have wound up with him, right? Yeah. And yeah. I was still talking so. to him when I was still contracted and they wanted me to be the bachelorette. So it was like one of those where it's like, no, you're not listening to me. I'm with this guy now. I'm very interested in yeah. it. I don't, I can't do the show. If you want me to show up in my pajamas and wreck the <laughs> process, then fine. But they were also seasoning Meredith at the same time and we can get into mm. that too because I realized when I yeah. moved in her house half of the guys were I feel like cast for me still so they didn't have it didn't seem like they had enough time to redo the full casting process for her interesting yeah. very interesting we'll definitely get into that so tell us about how it was first time like being in front of cameras that first day the limo exit all of those things. um so I grew up in Chicago, like I said, and I was a child actress slash model. So I I did lots of commercials and was used to a camera. Like I was used to kind of the media, not per se that it was like a 
a big like movie type. I was always yeah. aware of how sets work and cameras and where to look. And um, I, for me, the only difference was that there was also a producer there. It wasn't just the camera, you know, so right. it wasn't like action and then you could do your thing. There was always bodies in the room. And yeah. so that was a little bit different, um, especially back then they weren't allowed to follow us into the bathroom and all of that. So mm. there was that privacy, which was nice. Um, but the leading comments and the how they tried to lead interviews was a little bit of an adjustment to me where I don't know why I did, but I had my wits about me at my age and just was like, I wouldn't say that in my real life because they want to get a story. Good. They want to follow kind of a script. And yeah. even back then, I still think they were trying to figure out the balance and the storylines. Um, I think now they go in with something that's set. They know the villain. They know who they're going to edit. Whereas I think during Absolutely. our show, they still didn't kind of know what was up or down. The producers right. were still quite fresh. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't as, I think, of as a hard manipulation as they do, I think, to some of the girls now, to be honest. Right, um, so right. I was able to be like, no, I wouldn't say that. And I kind of figured out early on that if you rambled or swore or really didn't answer the question, they couldn't use it. So it was nice because half the time, if they wanted to get any type of a, some sort of a drama, I'd be like, no. And I'd either swear or do something offsides. Because <laughs> you see that now where they kind of punish the person when they do that, right? Like they edit them in a bad light. Did you see any kind of repercussions from not playing along? No, because like them? I said, I think that once they figured out our cast a little bit, I think they knew that they were going to like really portray me as the young, fun, carefree one. And then Estella was like very um, emotional and kind. Yeah. And even though she was like the quirkiest, funniest of all of us on on the cast, but they really didn't show her that way. She was always like super intense and it was just weird how they edited her. So that was strange to watch, but I lucked out because they really kind of kept me as to who I was, thankfully. Um, there was one date that I was a little concerned about because of course they pump you with alcohol and I didn't get a bunch <laughs> of time with Bob that date and it was just it was in San Fran actually we did like the ferry and we were at the top of the St. Regis I think having sushi it's all still a blur and that's why <laughs> they didn't show a lot of me and luckily because I don't it was one of those where I'm like I can't I have to have my wits about me and I can't have that much fun <laughs> Right, but they didn't right. show me a ton, which was great. So that's where I kind of like, I almost did it to myself. I sabotaged myself to be like, calm down. You're on national TV. Your mom's going to watch this. <laughs> so did they enforce the two drink minimum that they have now? No, I didn't even know that there there's the thing. Oh my Can you gosh. only have a two, you can only have two drinks? Two drinks, I think per hour. They're very strict about it. Because they want to make sure that people aren't getting so sloppy where they can't, you know what I mean? Our first night, themselves. one of the girls, and she was teeny too. She was probably all of about five foot, five two. I think her name was Lindsay. She was freckles, cute little, she almost looked like kind of skipper. And she got so wasted because our row, first rose ceremony ended up starting. I mean, we started, limos started at like 
four or five and all of the production and everything. And then it started to get dark. Then we all finally got into the house. We did all the filming and we probably stopped at like 10 o'clock the next morning. Cause people don't realize like you see it and you're like, yeah, do you realize that it's light out again? That's a full night that we were filming and she was so drunk. Like during the, I remember she was just teetering and we had to stop and she had to go to the bathroom. It was just, I felt so bad for her. Oh my God. Yeah. So no, I don't, back then there was not a limit. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Now, and I, you know, I don't want this to sound negative in any way, but I've, I've heard rumors that the production back then was using drugs to stay awake do you know did you see any of that did you hear any of that no not at all and our producers they all seemed I mean I became friends with a lot of them you spend a lot of time with them and I never ever got that okay good to know yeah there's definitely you know rumors out there so I thought I would address yeah no not that I saw okay and so the first night, obviously, you got a rose. What were your thoughts? Were you initially attracted to Bob? Did you have a great first conversation? Yeah. I mean, we went, I think I went pretty hard because, again, I'm competitive. And um, this season, you know, like when you realize that you're on a dating show and I was raised an athlete, so it was go time. Um, but okay. in that circumstance, you know, like apparent, like I didn't know, I didn't see him before, but he had lost weight and he looked really like, he just looked really like attractive wise. He was super cute and athletic too. And I just, okay. I, I liked his, he was just like a nice, fun guy. You could tell and really down to earth, which I liked. Um, but yeah, right away, our conversation was comfortable and I I can't even remember. It was probably a terrible pickup line or what I did, but I went in for the first kiss and I remember it was like crazy drama um, that I did it. It was a peck. It wasn't even like the kisses that happen now where you can like hear the kissing. It's disgusting. Oh my God. It was just a peck. Like, I'm like, come on. That's, it was like so nothing. It was so elementary that I'm like, I could have, I could have gone better. (laughs) Well, you made a very big impression um on a couple of people that we know from yeah that wrote a book I, I called the book. how to win the bachelor <laughs> written by the host of game of roses podcast and uh yeah so i'm going to read to you a little bit about what they wrote <laughs> and i think we i think you screenshotted this and put in your stories which was so fun but so it's in the chapter hold on let me read let me find what chapter this is I think it's in like the first chapter. Is it actually is chapter one fundamentals? So what they're saying is there are a lot of different elements that are fundamentals to this show, and one of them is kisses, and that you use them as tools, right? Because we're talking about the show as if it was a game, which it is. Um, you even mentioned you're competitive because you wanted to win, yeah. right? So that's a game, right? So here they're talking about how kisses are like a tool, and they say. Before Kelly Joe Kuharski in season four, Bob Guinea, no one had ever broken that barrier on night one, meaning the first kiss. But since she made history, many skilled players consistently touch lips with the bachelor shortly after the Lemuel exits in the modern era, which is where we're at now. This is considered the modern era. <laughs> I'm prehistoric. <laughs> 
no, not at all. You're you're an OG as we as we said before. But you know, you you have your place in the in the annals of, of Bachelor history. And how do you feel about that? I mean, it's pretty cool. Oh, I'm just so honored that my one smooch broke history in the in the Bachelor world. I mean, it says a lot about, you know, who you are. You went for it. I think that's really admirable. And, yeah, and you know what? You I know, did people get the suit first rose. So that's where, because we didn't have the first first impression rose or whatever. So Right. Till season five. Yeah. No, we were, oh, till season five. Yeah. Because we were season four. Yeah. yeah. So the impression was like, I just was like, oh, maybe my smooch did, you know, he picked me first or who knows back then? I remember him after telling me about like how he sometimes couldn't even remember names and stuff. And I was howling and like how they have to sometimes pull them aside and like remind mm-hmm. them when there's that many girls. And I mean, if I would have been the bachelorette, I would have had the same issue too. So, Right. Yeah. I think now what they do is they um, pull them aside every like three people, yeah. every three girls or three guys. Yeah. So they can make sure that, you know, because what I think it was Jesse Palmer that said the wrong girl's name yeah. or I think that happened a couple times. So they're trying to, you know, make it seem more realistic, I guess. But it's not realistic to remember 30 people after drinks and, you know, all the anxiety. No. And, and let's be everything. honest, like you're going to remember who you think is like a smoke show, who's super fun or who you're attracted yeah. to, right? Like, Exactly. I hate to yeah. say it, but that's human nature. <laughs> right, right. Or, you know, you in the blue dress, like, you come down here. I right. Mean, I mean, that'd be more okay, realistic. Okay, blonde, blue eyes, come here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which one? <laughs> um, so... I just, I love that you went for it and you kind of, you know, secured your place really, I would say throughout the show with being so, right? I I never want to say aggressive because you weren't, you were assertive, which, you know, we appreciate. So anyway, as the, as the show went on, when did you start developing like really strong feelings for Bob? Would you say? Ooh, I think it was after, so I had, I was like the, I did two group dates, I think. Until I had a one-on-one, which was closer to the end, where it was a smaller amount of girls. Um, my, this was weird too. I really started to really like him. We did a, and I can't believe like I actually, now that I think about it, because I've got two girls, I'm like, oh my gosh, they picked us up. It was a lingerie date, and we went to karaoke, and it was a room of beds, and there was three of us. It was me. A girl named Misty and Mary. Oh my god! And we just karaokeed in our lingerie on beds. Wow. And there was one scene like it was like almost like a threesome kind of. And he was like, "Oh, this is this is like a dream come true." And I remember like now watching it, I'm like, "I would die if that was my daughter." But I didn't even think twice. I'm like, "This is fun. These are my buddies. We all like him." Right. And I remember just having so much fun because he was a good singer and actually Mary was a really good singer. And I just love karaoke. I'm not a good singer, but I just love it. And having so much fun and then being like this, I could date this guy for real. And that's when my emotions switched. Okay. And we had like a really good conversation, even though it was, again, like it was in the privacy in my lingerie. Like, it's just weird to think what we did. But in the end, like, I just remember leaving that conversation being like, okay, now it's getting serious for me. And I remember talking to one of the producers that I felt super comfortable with. I'm like, okay, like, this is not just, like, Kelly Joe at 23 having fun anymore. I kind of like him. 
So it's legit. Like, and people are always like, did you really like it? I'm like, yeah, I actually did have feelings. And I know a lot of the girls on our show did. It does happen. Like, even though it is somewhat of a game, there are legit emotions. And now that you see in the end when these bachelors and bachelorettes are like and fully in love with three people, it's possible because they make it perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're like in a little bubble. Yeah. So did you experience jealousy with other women? Did you feel jealous of them? You never did. No. Wow. I think it was because I knew what I signed up for and I was just kind of like, it is what it is. Um, yeah. And I also saw the jealousy in some of the other older girls who, you know, wanted to be married and wanted to have babies so mm-hmm. desperately. And I just was like, I'm not there yet. I am not there yet. I just want to date yeah. this guy and have fun and let see what happens. You know, I just, no, I, I wasn't. I, I, I don't know why. I just feel like probably because of the age I was at. I think it's easier when you're younger, when you're on that show, because there's not that level of finding love or desperation. Absolutely. And it's it's interesting, too. Did you have any serious relationships before you went on the show? Oh, yeah. I had dated a guy for a really long time, high school into college. Um, I also dated a serious guy for about a year and a half during college. And then, um, yeah, so I, I wasn't for the lack of understanding what love was or what heartache was. I think maybe that's kind of what got me into the mindset of understanding kind of where my feelings were. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I completely agree. And I love hearing when younger contestants have that experience going in because I think that makes for a really great contestant, a really great, you know, person to be on the show. When they don't, like, oh, it's my first time, you know, falling in love or being in love, like, that really bothers me because this should not be the venue where that's happening, you know? Or because a that virgin. Has, yeah. That mm-hmm. has no place on a reality TV show. It makes me angry as a dating coach. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> you need to be out there. You need to be dating 30 guys or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it should be tables turned. So I'm glad to hear that. That makes me really happy. So, yeah, you were ripe, ready in the, you know, the right the right spot for, for this to happen. And for so right. For you. <laughs> So right, so right. So talk to us about how sexuality played into this as far as, you know, were things happening off camera? I've certainly heard rumors that especially his season, there was a lot of, you know, hush-hush stuff going on behind the scenes. So can you talk about any of that? Yeah, so um, I was fortunate enough that I wasn't, um, like once they kind of separate us, I had a handler, right? And then yeah. you plan, they plan the dates and then you show up and go on the dates. So it's not like now where if there was off camera time, there was an odd chance that you would see him or her, depending on the show, go into a private room or mm. step away. Like after you move out of the mansion, you're pretty secluded until you're on your dates. So oh. I didn't know otherwise, right? But casting you know obviously they have to prep they have to set up the interview space they have to make sure lighting's okay they have to make sure sound check and all of that well in between that if you're on a one-on-one date or if you're on a fantasy date you don't think that I'm gonna try to find the guy that I'm dating yeah like that's gonna happen so it's not for lack of for producers setting it up. And when we did have alone time, there were no cameras. 
So that's where it's totally different now. And that's where for me, I don't know what happened with Estella or Mary or whomever else they had. Um, I'm pretty sure there was probably some other girls because there were some that were like really frisky um, (laughs) that it could have happened to, but I wasn't privy to it. So I just kind of made the decisions on my own and I was able to have alone time with him probably more than a lot of the other girls before like the final four. Yeah. Because wow. I was like, no, if I know that we're not filming, let's go find him. Similar to yeah. like how they do it now where like, you see them like go back or go back to the room or knock on right. the door. We just weren't filmed. Interesting. Oh, wow. So really anything could have happened and it was just not on camera. So we don't know, right? Totally. And I don't honestly like I don't know the rumors. I don't know. I know it sounds like, you know, Bob and maybe even some of the producers on our show I heard had fun. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've heard. I've heard all sorts of things, you know. So I remember there was a producer. I think his name was Seven. I don't know. I, I remember that because it was the number seven, but he went by seven. Yeah. And I think like he ended up hooking up with one of the girls, but I don't even remember which one. And she was off wow. the show early. That's the only rumor that I know about, to be honest. Oh, my goodness. I'd rather just cover my ears and enjoy the fact that I had this experience. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It just, it happens such, you know, it happens so long ago that you just hear things over the years and you're, you know, just, I'm just a curious person. So I just, I had to Well, and you do this podcast and you (laughs) listen to all the others and yeah, why wouldn't you ask? Yeah. So towards the end, once you were kind of falling for Bob, was your goal to be his girl at the end, like to be engaged to him? No, not necessarily engagement. Like I never went in wanting a ring or anything. Cause I mean, honestly, when I signed up for the show, I didn't know that it was like, you get engaged. I just thought you get picked. And then it was like a dating show. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then once it got like more serious, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was just kind of one of those where I just still wanted to be myself. For instance, like when I met his parents, we're oh, at wow. his lake house in Michigan. And I walk in and I, I went to school in Michigan. So it felt like super natural. It was super homey. And like, I'm literally outside on their deck, like scrunched down, like so, like I looked at, I looked at myself, I'm like, I look like I had it in the bag. And I remember his mom was like, so do you want to get married? And I was like, no, I'm getting my master's. I still want to get, start my career in marketing. And she, I could see, she just was like, and then I went, you could tell that they were like, have the mom ask all of the questions about her future. So she was like, do you want to have babies? I'm like, ah, I'm 23. I don't want to have babies for a while. And I remember her being like, well, you know that Bob's almost... 10 years older than you and he's ready. And I was like, well, can't he tell me that? And if this is meant to be, he'll probably support me if I want to start having babies. And I just remember her just like totally being cold. And then they put me with the dad and the dad just loved it. He was like, you just seem like you're good. Like he, you could tell that they tried to like pin me as, Like, I don't, I'm not ready for the commitment, even though I would have totally taken it and see, and I was ready to see where it was going to take me, but I wasn't going to lie and say, yeah, like, I can't wait for this ring and to have Bob's babies because I was nowhere (laughs) near that. Right, right. 
No. Oh my gosh. Was that awkward or you, you just remained true to No, it wasn't awkward because it was my truth. And I think the dad liked it or they made sure that I, you know, they probably were like, make her feel comfortable now. Cause I was like, this is weird. Like, why are they all of a sudden like deciding to not have a baby and get married at the end of this is bad. Yeah. But it was just, it, and how they played it out, it was nice because you could see the balance. Like Estella, like the mom loved Estella and she talked about family and yeah. like, <laughs> Estella's yes. like, we barely, t- I mean, cause I was pretty, cl- I am still close with her. And she's like, we barely talked about that. They made it so big and such like drama. I'm like, well, that's all they really had on us. Cause we just had fun. Oh my God. She'd be fun <laughs> to talk to. That's hilarious. We have to talk about, cause like I said, you know, back then it was very different than it is now. So, as far as the fantasy suite went, what were your thoughts on that? How were you feeling as far as like, were you okay? You know, I don't want to say going all the way, like I'm a freaking teenager, but you know what I'm saying? Like, or were you okay? Like sleeping with him or that the possibility of sleeping with him at that point? Oh yeah. I was fine with the possibility. I was 23 okay. and horny for crying out loud. Like, she's <laughs> Louise. Like, and you're secluded only thinking about one guy. I mean, right. Going from, right. yeah, I was, I was game for whatever. And you know, the, they set it up where you know that there's a possibility, you know, and yeah. for us, like, there was just far too much alcohol involved. <laughs> and it just was, we were like, hmm, is there any chance there's a redo? Oh my gosh. But like, I was the token hot tub girl. I was the one that they always were like, make sure she's in a bikini and she's going to go in. And so they set up this random, it was like a keg in the middle of Alaska hot tub. And I just, that's where it got more steamy than the fantasy suites because the vodka kept flowing and I just, yeah, we just, we, and then it got like to a point where we, I sobered up and then supper was fine because I remember telling him that I was falling in love with him or I felt like I was falling in love with him. And then we just, we just ended up having like a fun night, you know, like it wasn't, um, the intensity we just had a fun night and I remember waking up and doing the interview and they're like, oh, you know, this was such an, in- and I was like, no, we just, yeah, okay. It's, it was fun. Can we have a redo? <laughs> <laughs> One more night, please. Yeah. So are you saying that, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. Are you saying that you guys had sex at the hot tub? No, no. It oh, was you just, didn't? No, it was okay. just intense. Oh, okay. No, it was. Okay. Um, okay, got it, got it. It, that's like the only time where I was like, okay, this could be, this could get more serious, oh, okay. you know, like okay. where I'm like, okay, this yeah. is what the fantasy suite's going to be like. And then it just won't arrive. <laughs> okay. Okay. It was never consummated with you two. No, it was never like anything that was, <laughs> um, how can I put this? Um, there was an attempt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it never, it wasn't successful. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got it. I got it. We, we won't go into more. Yeah, I mean, that's so. why we wanted okay. to redo. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> this is great. There was a, Good stuff. there was a, is that, is it happening? Is it not? Are we, are we passing out? Or is it, it's, a, it's all a blur. Okay, okay, okay. got it. One it of happens. those. Yeah, I mean, which yeah. means it was okay, a yeah. really fun night, but mm-hmm. 
alcohol probably had a big part to do with it. Okay. <laughs> and hey, a fun night doesn't have to end in sex either. You can have fun just talking and being with each other. And I love that. Yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> Intimacy. Intimacy. There's something about, you know, special. It's or just passing special. out and waking up being like, <laughs> you know, we're having, gonna have to go do interviews. And did we? That's Didn't true. we? Yeah, it was Hung just over. one of those fun. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. So the finale comes. Yeah. You're, you know, one of the final two. How are you feeling? Do you feel like he's going to? Now, at that point, you knew he was going to propose, right, to one of you? Well, or he no, you had told didn't. me the night before. So I was the one that got to mm. see him the night before. Um, Estella got to see him the day before. So I got to see him the night before the rose ceremony. And um, that's when, like, again, we had, like, another intense session. Could have been a redo. (laughs) (laughs) But in the end, like, he just looked at me and he was like, this is it. Like, you're it. And I was like, did you just tell me? And then it just, we just, it kind of just got, like, he's like, well, I can't. Like, he told me, but then he's like, well, I can't tell you. And I remember being like, okay, this is weird. And then he's like, you're just know you're going to be fine. And I was like, well, I know I'm going to be fine, but are you? And he's like, well, even if there isn't a proposal, there is going to be a future. And it was like really blanketed. And I just was like, okay, whatever. I'm not going to look into it. All I know is I had confidence in us and we still were getting along. And it was, you know, like we were talking about, what we were going to do after, whether we were going to like stay in LA for a bit. So it was kind of like, for me, I felt like I was going to be chosen. Okay. And then I show up for the rose ceremony. I go down. He's holding my hand. We're in front of this like gorgeous pool because it was a different house than they use now. And it was actually like his bachelor pad in Malibu, which where a lot of, that's where a lot of the off camera stuff was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So then we were, he was looking at me and he's talking, he's like, you know, going through the spiel. And then he says, however, and I was like, oh, you mother effer. And you could see my reaction because I was like, and then all of a sudden I'm like, no, do not react. Don't push him in the pool. Don't. Because I was like, this is what they were setting him up to do. They wanted a reaction from me. They wanted him to tell me. And then me get like so pissed off or like scream yeah. at him because he's a liar. And I was like, uh-uh, no, no. And like you could see it in my hands. Like I pulled away from him and I like legit look away. Like the, for almost three minutes, I'm like this. I think I remember that. And then I look at him and then he's like, can I walk you out? And I'm like, yeah. And he walks me out and you can't really see it unless like I, I noticed it. But he hands me a note. And... I get in the limo and they're like, what does the note say? And I'm like, I'm not reading this out loud to you. Like just whatever. And I'm like crying. And I, you know, like, I'm like, I just want to, I actually just, I think I said, like, I just want to talk to my mom and I'm reading it. And it was like, you will 100% be fine. I'm sorry. I couldn't be completely transparent with you. I somewhere I should have pulled out my note because I have it. And it was like, you would hundred percent will be fine. If I find it, I'll send a picture to you. And I also have the um, fantasy suite letter. Oh, my God. Anyway, so I think those are the only two things I have from the entire show. 
and I do have a journal somewhere. I have to find it. I should have brought it out for you because the journal would have been hilarious to like read out. Anyway, long story short, it pretty much is insinuating that I'm going to be the next bachelorette. And my handler got back to my hotel and she's like, did you get the note? And I was like, I got the note. And she's like, I think we're going to be in the mix to start filming with you right away. And I was like, what does that mean? And she's like, well, I think we're probably going to have you be the bachelorette. And I was like, oh, well, can we just give me a second? Like, I am still trying to process everything that's happening. I haven't even talked yeah. to my mom yet. I don't know if that's something that I would want to do. Right. Could you, like, actually ask me? Well, yeah. Like, like it was talk just to like me about it? <laughs> an assumption. And I just was like, oh. Right. And I remember, and I actually wasn't wow. feeling great. And this is funny, too, because I don't think anybody knows this either. But, like, we all got the flu. <laughs> so... I wasn't oh. feeling good. Estella was sick. <laughs> Bob was sick. Producers were sick. Like, we all had the flu. Like, legit. So, I'm like, it, it kind of makes me giggle now because it's like COVID. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we all just pass it around because we're all making out with the same person, talking to the oh same people. God. Anyway, so right. long story short, that's kind of like my process to the end where it was like a little bit of a blur because of some underlying okay, you're the bachelorette. And then it just started the ball going of, do you want to be, do you not want to be? Um, we're going to come and film in Chicago. And they did already, they did a huge filming with me and like my best friend and stuff for the bachelorette. And the whole crew came again, like everything from like going to my dad's grave to my best friend and I walking around talking about my future and being, and then shortly after they were like, well, we're only going to pay you this amount. And I was like, uh, that's not okay. And I was smart enough because I had done child acting where I was like to be a principal of the show. And I knew that we got ratings because I already knew that we were going to do the press junket where we got to see Oprah and Ellen and do Maxim Mm -hmm. and all of that. So I was like, this isn't right. So I ended up calling my old agent and she's like, "Mm mm-mm. So I think once they realized that I was like fishing around and stuff, they're like, okay, let's pull Meredith is ready. And they did say, they're like, well, we did do, ABC did a demographic and they don't believe that a 23-year-old would be ready for marriage, which means we'd have another failed relationship on the show. We need one that sticks again. So who knows? Like, I never, ever got a full, this is the reason why you didn't get cast, but it didn't matter because I also was in the process of figuring out about my now husband and thank God (laughs) that happened. But because I was still under contract, I was the friend that moved back in with Meredith and I walked in and I was like, I know I could just feel it from the guys that they were probably already cast for me. And there was a range from 25 year olds to 30. And then cause Meredith was 32, I believe on the show. Yeah. And there was probably from like 28 to 35 year olds and like artists and models and very much like her type. And then the younger ones were all athletes, all um, really focused on career, like very much my crew. And I remember there was this, I think on Meredith's show, Lanny, he was a cowboy. And I remember him pulling me aside being like, we thought it was you. And I was like, I think I'm getting that 
impression. And I talked to Meredith and then her other best friend was in there too. His name was TJ. And she's just like, I had like, she's like, I know, but it's making me easier to make this decision. Like she was so chill and you know, like it was just a, one of those realizations of understanding kind of, they didn't have enough time to recast. Right, right. Do you remember a guy named Marcus Pierce? I think so. Yeah. He's a very good friend of mine. And he he was on her season. Uh-huh. And I think he was one of the ones that was cast for you because he was a little bit on the younger side, yeah. very career oriented. Oh, you'll have to send me a picture of him because. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, I mean, it is what it is. Like they didn't have enough budget either where now they could switch it. And like, frankly, if you look at like what happened with Claire and um, Tasha, like, they didn't read they couldn't because of all the COVID testing and how she left the show no and stuff. Way. But Yeah. I don't know. Right. And and that's why, you know, if she were if Tasha were to become the Bachelorette again, it would be fair because she didn't have a full season. She didn't have guys cast for her. They were all cast for Claire. So, you know, she kinda got Claire's leftovers. Yeah, I would love to see her again. I would watch it because right. I love her. I do too. <laughs> So we got to talk about all the media that happened afterwards because I'm just like in awe that you were on Oprah. You met, you know, the talk show queen. And how was that? I mean, was it just such a surreal experience? I mean, to be honest, it's like the highlight of doing the show. I mean, I mean, growing up in Chicago and knowing Oprah and she films in Chicago or she filmed in Chicago and she just was such a staple in media. And once I, I couldn't believe it. We got the phone call and I was like, uh, uh what? We're actually going to like be on, like be on her couch, like Tom Wild. Cruise, like on yeah. her couch. <laughs> and I remember the PR lady, she's like, yeah, like you'll sit next to her. And I lucked out because everybody else was, and this was on the mix of when they were, I was like pretty much going to be the bachelorette and I hadn't gone to see my now husband either. So this was like fresh right out. And she was like, you're going to be the single girl. And I was like, oh, can I bring my mom? She'd love to even be in the, in the audience. And they're like, yeah, for sure. You can bring a guest. So my mom was able to be in the audience, which was awesome for her. And Oprah interviewed her too, which is cool. Cause she did um, Oprah after the show at the time. And that's when like, we really got interviewed and my mom got interviewed by her. So that was like a highlight for her, which is cool. But like, I remember coming out and they're like, you're going to be like pretty much the star. And I was like, really? And I sat right next to her and she was like, so like, asked me questions. Like, if you want to be the bachelorette. And I remember being like, put me in a room of 25 guys. Like, yes, please. Like that type of an answer. And she was giggling and like hugging me. And I think she just was so much warmer to me because she knew that I was single Like, I was the only one that didn't have somebody on. And she met us in the green room after. And she was like, you did unbelievable. Even if this ABC thing doesn't work out, we're going to stay in touch. And, like, the producers did do some, like, local stuff with me. She was awesome. And then Ellen was super nice. Like, Ellen was still, I think, only in her fourth season. And she was awesome. You know, an experience that you never, ever think. And it's cool because my kids now are like, mom. I'm like, that's the cool part. It's disgusting that you went on national TV and made out with people <laughs> in a hot tub. And it's but. gross. But, you know, like, I just talked to Bob. Like, I just had a conversation with him a couple days ago on Instagram. Like, he, oh. like it was, he was just like, hey, 
because he had seen the um, kissing post. And um, he's like, I just, you know, saw it. Makes me giggle every time because I tagged him too. And like, he just says, we were talking about his kid. Like, it's just, it's a normal friendship. Like, it's not, it's not weird. He's a good guy. Yeah, for sure. And he was a great bachelor. I mean, very entertaining, very, you know, I felt like he was true to himself, very authentic. And that's really all you can ask for. Someone who's just going to be kind and genuine and sincere. And uh, yeah, you had a good one for sure. There's well, I mean, I had, are... we had fun. That's the only part. Like, it wasn't, to me, there was no like odd intensity. There was no mistreatment. And maybe because I didn't put up with it. And I didn't let them manipulate what I had to right. say. Like when they tried to create drama in the house, like I was like, that's not drama. Like a girl using my towel doesn't bother me. I'll right. go get another towel. Yeah. They just use anything to, you know, pull yeah. drama. Well, what do you I think? Mean, you see what they do now. She said this about you. And like they put us, we were having so much fun. And then all of a sudden it turned like ugly because Meredith's grandma died. That same day, we they put us in like a ballad box of where we had to actually say who was most likely to end up with Bob and who was least likely. And I just, for me, wow. I was like, well, I liked Meredith. Was his age? She was ready. I was like, Meredith for sure. And she got the first one on one. So I was like, okay, she's got it in the bag. And it was so early on the show, like we didn't really know anybody yet. And so it was just like all of a sudden the girls were crying. They didn't want to talk bad about each other. And I'm like, well, it's really not talking bad yet. And it was sad to see everybody get so emotional, but they had to do something. It was like that moment of like the psychology switched of like the magic producers creating massive, massive emotions out of one shift, you know, so and they can do that so easily they do and they, they do it all the time now you know in the seasons that we see now and I think you got really lucky that you were on that season because like I was saying before you know when you don't go along with what they say and what they want you to do you do get cast as the villain or you're thrown off the show I mean literally because they they decide who stays and who goes we always think it's the lead it's really not no he must have wanted you to stay till the end, you know? So that was him saying, let's keep her, right? But he didn't get a lot of say. He probably had two or three people that he could even say that about. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. And that's like what I had said, too. They had come to my house as The Bachelorette. I remember one of the producers, he was like, well, I'm going to be the lead guy. Like, he was like the executive guy. And I was like, all right, well, I just want to tell you that, like, I might want to change a little bit about the show and he's like no you can't I'm like well <laughs> I what if I like don't want to sit next to a guy and he comes in and kisses me like I'm gonna be like no I'm not into you I'm probably gonna have you go home like that's probably how I would have managed which might not have been a show you know like I right. feel like I would have been like I can't pretend I can't I'm not getting paid as yeah. an actress and how do you continue to make out with somebody? Or when you see, like, I just watch right. it now and I'm like, I can't. And I I took a big break from watching it when it was, like, really kind of almost like the – I'm trying to think of some – like, uh, what was the one where he picked – he, like, asked the other one to marry? What was – Oh, Ari? No. This was before uh, Ari. Jason Mesnick? Yes. I was like, oh, this is so – manipulative and bad and I stopped because I'm like I don't 
this is where the franchise is going to go downhill. And of course it hasn't because people like that. And I don't think like, there's just been some times where I'm like, I can't watch this. And then there's been some leads where I'm like, Oh, like the, what's the soccer player. That was Claire's oh, Juan Pablo. Oh no, I couldn't watch him. There was something about him. I'm like, Oh no, mm-mm. it's yeah. going to get ugly. But you know, I got sucked back in once like Caitlin Bristow. Cause I was like, Oh, she's a Canadian. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Who was your favorite Bachelor to date? Ooh. Besides Bob, obviously. I mean, you know. Who was my favorite? Okay, list them off. Help my brain. Brad Womack. Ben Higgins. I liked Ben. Ben. I really liked Ben because I liked Joelle. I liked JoJo. Oh, yeah. I liked Ben, Um, yes. Okay, so, and I'm thinking of the other one. He has three babies with her now. She's kind of like. Oh, Sean, Sean Lowe? Sean Lowe. The I, blonde? Yes. I didn't mind yeah. his show at all. Yeah, sweet. He's the only one that actually got married and have kids with the, his actual choice. Yes. I really <laughs> liked him because I liked the girls. Like, I always base it uh-huh. off of the cast just because I think I was a cast member. And if I'm like, these girls are just I, painful, I can't. Or like too mean right. or I just can't watch it anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. Until the end and then I get like all of the dish and, and all the tea and then right. I'm like, okay, I got it. I'm caught up. That's easy. I'm sure there was probably some more before. I feel like the franchise was like at a high when we were on. Then it went through like a big dip. And then with the rise of Instagram and everything, like I feel like it's it's been on its rise again. And I do really like seeing the contestants that use the platform for good. Yes. But like, honestly, thank God social media was not around when I was on the show because (laughs) I would have probably been the girl that was like on Bachelor in Paradise, probably Bachelorette again. Then back to being a contestant, I probably would have been like passed around until I was in like my (laughs) late 30s and been like, okay, like maybe like a little bit like Claire. (laughs) Right. I just, I I am thankful of, of my path. And like you said... You met your husband right before you got on the season. So tell us how that all happened afterwards. So he is a hockey player or was a hockey player, um, retired now. I met him. I was set to go on The Bachelor and then he was set to go um, overseas for his first professional um, contract over there in Germany. And so he left the NHL and played over there. And for me, it was just kind of like uh, we both were like, I couldn't tell him what I was doing. I was like, it's something that I've signed something. And, and he was like, okay, it's something with TV, isn't it? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and it's a dating show. <laughs> and he was like, yeah. okay. And then I was like, if this is meant to be, it's meant to be. So he goes, starts to play hockey. I do the show. I get cast as the Bachelorette. I'm not the Bachelorette. He calls me once it starts to air. And he was like, so did you get picked? We're wondering because he got like a VHS tape from the American forces over there because that's how they had to watch shows. And he was able to see the hometown date for um, the Michigan one where I met his parents. Oh, wow. And he was like. So he knew you went far. He's like, it looks like it's serious. And I'm like, well, I can't say anything. Just it's good to talk to you. And he's like, well, (laughs) my roommate and my teammate, like if you want to come traveling. And I was like, oh, I don't know. There's a lot on my plate. And I was like, we just kind of kept in touch. And then we were emailing back and forth. Nothing big because I still had like maybe The Bachelorette. And then I 
moved in once I knew it was Meredith and then moved in and I was set because I was still under contract to do the view and then moving into Meredith's house. Um, that's when I was like, yeah, I'll come see you. Cause my mom was a flight attendant. So I was able to fly over there on standby and it was just kind of like, if this is going to work, it's going to work. And it worked. <laughs> I am a former flight attendant for United. Oh, my mom was too. Oh, very yeah, cool. For like 36 yeah. years. Oh my gosh. No, I did not do it yeah. that long. <laughs> yeah, she, that was not. her life. That was my life growing up. It was amazing. It was so awesome. Oh my gosh. It, it is. I'm sure you traveled the world at such a young age and that's just, it's priceless. Yeah, me. it sure is. Yeah. So, so that was the story. And then months later, he was like, why don't you come and live with me? And I was like, well, I don't have much. I lost my job. I had to leave my job because of the show. And I was just kind of trying to figure out what I was going to do. And Tony Danza was doing a show at the time. And I was going to be like his field reporter through The Bachelor, wow. um, kind of that 15 minutes of fame. And then his pilot didn't get picked up. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go and uh, figure out about another guy. I love that. And, and then here we are. Happily ever after. Happily, yeah. Happily married to awesome girls and I'm an entrepreneur here. I, I'm a makeup artist and I sell skincare and my husband's a salesman and this is who we are. <laughs> beautiful life, beautiful story. Yeah. And the perfect journey for you, obviously. Just you got to have so much fun, you know, in your 20s and that's what you should be doing. And then you have this beautiful life and I'm just so happy for you. Oh, and thank you. Happy we got to connect and, and have this chat. And how can we support you? Do you have any causes that you are passionate about or anything that we can uh, rally for you? Yeah, so on my Instagram, it's at Kelly Jo Higgins. Um, you can follow me and all of the, a lot of our proceeds for sales often go to um, Rodan and Fields is the company I work for. And we have, um, we support Build On, which is um, a program for educating and help helping children and youth. And then um, we also, my organization itself, we give back to local businesses and philanthropic companies around here that either helps hunger or helps mothers in need. We do soup kitchens. My core team really is focused on giving back, which is awesome. So there's lots of information um, on my Instagram as well. But um, most importantly, I mean, I just am thankful that I have been able to have flexibility in my life to be able to give back. Definitely. I'm a former RF consultant as well. And, oh, you uh, are? Yeah. It's it's a great product. Yeah. It's it's wonderful. Yeah. So. It's definitely changed my life. I'm, I'm very fortunate. But it, it works really well in my makeup artistry and For all sure. of the other endeavors that I do. Well, again, thank you so much for so much of your time. And I just had such a great time just getting to know you. I feel like I know you very well now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. We'll keep in touch. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening to my conversation with Kelly Joe. I hope you had fun walking down memory lane with us and definitely go check out that book, How to Win the Bachelor. It has a lot of juicy stuff in there. You don't want to miss it. Um, and go follow Kelly. Thanks again. Stay safe and always be cozy. Till next time. Bye.